fullness of his majesty and his glory. All right, let's stand this morning. You got your Bibles? Lift them up. Let me say this before we start. This just come to you. Now when, when the devil gets to messing with you, just take this and point at it. Amen. Remind him what the end of the story is. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the word of God. This, this is, is the word of God. God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Powerful. Every time we do that, I believe it grows in the spring. Praise the Lord. Kids dismissed. Children's churches headed yonder, so go have a great time. to you why that is before questions have a purpose because they require a response and with the response we have to kind of dig and look and come up with the response to the question that was asked and uh, question this morning and this this uh, about I don't know what time it was four o'clock this morning somewhere's in there uh, just come to me and Two words. God's own. Now, I think about that for a minute. You know, it's laying there, you know how you are when it's kind of wee hours of the morning. And, hmm, God's own. How many of you's got a little bit and then you get more? You meditate and you linger and you kind of search, you get more. That's where we're at this morning. The question is, what zone are you living in? Actually, the world broke up in what's called four zones, but that's not, I'm not talking geographical this morning. I'm talking spiritual. What zone are you living in? And this question is to, to bring about or to arouse at least some response within all of us, because it's been said here a couple of times this morning, uh, we are to, to continue uh, seeking and striving for perfection, not necessarily so in some something of the physical realm, but perfection in the spirit. Perfection in the, the work of God. Relationship with God. Our relationship can always be improved, right? Amen. Always. And that's what we should be constantly seeking. Uh, so the, the question going a little bit further, uh, we could, or I could ask this morning, why are you a Christian? I'm going to tell you right now, I promise you some people don't know. Because somebody told them they was. Or maybe because it was just kind of a neat thing to say you was. Well, somebody telling you're one and even you saying you're one doesn't make you one. 
And the Bible is full of awesome instructions on how we are to continue and how we are, if you will, to strive to perfect ourselves and really understand, please, this morning when we do that, we're not trying to perfect ourselves that we can be something or somebody, which is the striving of many in this world we're living in. They're trying to get on the pedestal, trying to arrive at a higher place above others. That's not it. What, what the purpose of our striving for perfection or betterment or improvement in a life, a relationship with the Lord, is to glorify Him. That's always got to be what it's got to be about. If, if we get a, a focus on ourselves or start thinking that it's about us and, and we're, we need to elevate ourselves or become shinier or, or higher than anybody else, then we're really missing it. But everything we do is to glorify God. Everything. And as we do that, as we go along this life or this relationship with the Lord, then we, we should constantly ask ourselves questions. There's nothing wrong with asking ourselves, how am I doing you ever ask him about, hey, how you doing? Did you wait around long enough to get a response? Sometimes they'll tell you if you'll wait just a minute. It's excellent opportunities. But we breeze by too fast. We're just in, you know, hey, how you doing? And we're gone. And this isn't a slow down sermon this morning, although I'll insert this right about now. We need to slow down. Talked about that not long ago. Words from God, slow down. Slow down and take interest in what, what's going on around you. Slow down and take interest in other people around you. But in, in the question, dealing with zone, what zone are you in this morning? We've got to look at three. There's three. First one's the world zone. And I, let me explain or define zone. Zone is a, a, a perimeter or a something in operation and really it relates more to that than it does trying to draw a border around something this morning. It's a mode or something in operation so we've got a world zone going on all around us globally. Okay? And we're told over and over and over again in the scriptures many, many times and, and I don't have time to name and, and cite all the scriptures that deal with our relationship with the world, which we should not have one when it comes to the real definition of the spirit of the world or the God of this world that's biblically declared, and it is not God. The God of this world is Satan. So if Satan is the God of this world and this world operates at his beckoning or his, his uh, directing or whatever, and many people's not going to see this, and there's people that will reject this. But if you'll stop, slow down just a minute, and take a good look around, you're going to see something going on. If you're really honest with yourself, you're going to see something in this atmosphere that we're dealing with that we've never dealt with before. Multiple things, again, coming together at the same time, all for the purpose of weakening and depowering and eliminating and preventing. And, and as churches, do you know many churches right now are not meeting and not gathering because of this? That's damaging, folks. That is damaging. We need fellowship. We need good fellowship with people that, that uh, have a relationship with God, people that are serious. And, you know, I can detect easily uh, when, we, when we start a service here, really before we ever come in, there is a fantastic, awesome spirit here amongst us. It's just a, a, a hungering and a yearning and a longing and a fellowship and a, you know, just a wonderful, blessed presence that we're in. 
But looking at this world zone, and again, referring to what zone are you living in, this world zone, the Bible tells us uh, there are scriptures I could bring to mind. One has come out from amongst them and be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. That's in the second Corinthians. What does that mean? It means you might live here, but you cannot indulge in things of it. And if we're going to get anywhere in the way of perfection and improvement, then we cannot meddle with the things of this world or allow it to attach itself to us or us attach ourselves to it. And this is kind of a strange thing because there's many that cannot get it. Well, I've got to live here, so how can I not be affected by it? There's only one way. If you're living in the God zone or the, the world zone, you can't help being affected by it because you don't have not what is necessary, but who is necessary to help you resist the things of this world system that we're living in. And it's becoming more evil all the time. It's becoming more wicked all the time. The acceleration is stirring. I'm a weather person. My family can tell you. If I see a stirring in the clouds, I'm on the phone. Right, Misty? If there's something uh, whirling in the air, I'm, I'm, I'm ringing it. I want to relate to that just a minute. I don't know how many of you know, and I'm going to explain here just a little bit, probably living in Oklahoma, you probably already know this, but there's ratings for the violence and the power of a, of a tornado. F0 through 5 plus. And there's terms that storm chasers use. One of them that comes to mind and really is emphasized this morning is it's ramping up. You ever hear that? It's ramping up. What does that mean? It's growing in strength. It's growing in power. It's growing in destructive force. Folks of a spiritual connotation this morning, ramping up, it is growing. And I'm talking spiritual. I'm talking about the ferocity around us. I'm talking about the, the atmosphere. I'm talking about the, the raging that's going on and, and unimaginable. It's ramping up. It's accelerating. It, it's growing just second by second, and it, it's something that seemingly is uncontainable and, and cannot be able to get any reins on it whatsoever because every time you turn around, there's something else added to the mix that's just creating this, this huge, uh, ferocious, uh, atmospheric problem that we're all dealing with that's multifaceted. Well, what does that mean to the church, what does that mean to the Christian? I said, why are you a Christian? Well, why is there a church? Let's answer that question. Why, why is there a church? I'm going to answer it this way. Force. Again, you've got multiple people. You've got force. When you have multiple people of God in a relationship with God and you 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 have your word you all helped one this morning most of you you have the power but you see that can lay dormant it can lay just as an object as long as you let it but when you pick it up and you go with it and you begin to strengthen there's only one force that again will resist what I'm talking about this morning and that's the force of God but if you're living in the world zone you're not going to have that you're going to become a victim of it 
You're going to become caught up in this, this violent thing that's just raging everywhere. You're going to become a victim of it. And the only rescue you have is God himself. Then there's the own zone. Or self zone. Now these two really relate one to the other. I mean the world zone is also the own zone or the self zone because it, it's somebody that's all about self. And this is something that, that we have seen in the, the generation that we're living in in the previous, and there's another generation coming up. The generation that's coming up now is going to learn from the generations that's been a part of. And they're going to learn more and more at this generational teaching that is taught out of the world zone that it's all about you and everything you can get and what you can do to other people and other people are not important because what really counts is you it's self-centered it's selfish it, it's uh, self-opinion it's self-taught and if we take into consideration the the effect of that alone and we couple it with this world or this zone of the world or worldliness you know Paul warned many many times himself and he tried to emphasize to those that he wrote letters to and to those he ministered to he himself knew that this world was not the answer because this world even in the days he was living was a place that, that contained everything other than God and, and the, the, the road, the trail that Paul was blazing at the time as a missionary, as an evangelist, was a hard one. He was fighting and resisting then, 2,000 years ago, he was fighting and resisting the same things that's going on today, maybe in a little bit different sense, but he knew full well that his message had to be not world and not self, but something else. And it's called the God zone, okay? What is the God zone? What is it? Well, let's start with this right here. The God zone is this front to back. Amen. Here it is right here. This is the God zone and the application of it, the living of it. The application and the living of the Word of God is the God zone. It's the, the operation of God that He has created for those Christians, churches, believers to live in and to reside in, even though they're living in a world that is contrary, a world that is in an all-out opposition to anything to do with God, and increasingly so, they're still a power that we can enjoy there's still a, a place that we can literally reside in a state of peace and a state of, of, of stability at least and let me say something here talking about a God zone let's break that down a little further because when, you're, when, you're, when you are in the zone with God and you are, you are sold out there's also something else that goes along with that, and many people don't get this, they don't see it. It's called the danger zone. If you're totally in the God zone, you're in the danger zone. Because you're going to face opposition. You're going to face hurlings of everything your direction. See, this, if you compare it to the nominal church of the day, 
who I don't know if much of it's living in a God zone anymore. It's, it's caught somewhere in between, and somewhere in, in between won't work. There's coming a day, so in asking questions, what, why are you a Christian? Why is there a church? Let's ask this question. Why are there church leaders? Why are there pastors? Why are there teachers? Why are there evangelists? Why are there missionaries? Let us go out and do some kind of good thing. Let's look at some scripture here this morning. You thought I wasn't going to give you any. <laughs> Book of Ephesians. Stay with me. We're still in the God zone. If you're not there, you can be. Isn't that amazing? You can get into the God zone with one decision. Before I give you the scripture, let me tell you. The God zone begins right here. It's the only place they can. Amen. Cross. That's where one makes their entrance, accepting the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, his death, taking on your sins, also to the tomb, the resurrection, power. That, that's the God zone, but we continue after that. Let's look here. In the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, just start with verse 11, a couple of scriptures. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? Why? You ever think of it like this? Just maybe you're being led to the place that God wants us to go and it takes people to do that. You ever think of it like that? Let's look at the next verse. It's going to tell us why. Verse 12 says, For the perfecting of the saints. There's three fours. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For what? What are we doing those three fours for? What, what happens after this? The purpose of, of leaders in a church is to lead people to the destination that God wants them to go to and it's necessary that they do these things. The perfecting of the saints actually means the equipping or the furnishing or the affording. What are we equipping, furnishing, and affording? The things that are going to get you to the place where you need to go, right? What's the church for? To bring people in, to prepare them for the destination, to bring them aboard and into a relationship with Jesus Christ where they can live not in the world zone and come out of the zone of self and take up the zone of God and start living and, and enjoying the presence of God. Amen. For the work of the ministry. Again, another necessity. What's the work of the ministry? What's work? This word actually means toil and labor, by the way. The work of the who Who's going to work in ministry? Now, if we're perfecting or equipping the saints, don't back up there and say the pastors and the teachers are going to do all the work. We're called in. Who's equipping? Of, wait a minute. Who are we equipping? Or who are we perfecting? What did it say? Who's the saints? The saints are everybody that has accepted Jesus Christ, that have received Him as Lord and Savior, and begin a life relationship with Him, folks. That's what this word right here means. 
It's not those decorated in long robes with long white beards and blazing hair. This is talking about Christian people that sit in churches and go to churches working in the ministry. Working for what? To prepare. To prepare. And then edifying of the church. What's that? Encouraging, holding up, strengthening, being a part of. Later on, I'm not going to read all of it, goes down through here and talks about the body, how the body works. Somebody spoke about that not long ago. Maybe Brother Tanner, I don't remember. But these, these things, there's a place, there is a, a point in time, and again, this thing, listen to me, is ramping up. It, it's, it, ferocity is increasing. Please understand. Take, take a moment and look at some spiritual things in your surroundings. This thing is growing. It's becoming more violent again. This world situation is sitting on a needle point, and I'm going to tell you, nobody knows where it's going because nobody can fix it. It's out of control. The Bible talks about the very things that we're seeing right now. Amen. There, there are those the structure is set up whether you be a pastor, teacher, whether you be a saint, whether you be a Christian, whether you be a church member, whatever you be is set up to prepare and to furnish and to provide because there's coming a time when it's not only going to be ramping up it's going to be a done deal and there's going to be a vacancy of a lot of people right here if they hold true if they hold true if they endure to the end Let's talk about that just a little bit. Enduring to the end. I'm not going to even begin to tell you that, again, not knowing when, where, what, how, just knowing that it's going to be, it's going to happen. It's very likely going to get really tough before then. Remember me saying danger zone? There's happy thoughts. There's opinions. There's even teachings and preachings. Christians ain't going to have to go through nothing. Back up what's been looked. The persecution is starting. It's part of the storm, folks. It's ramping up. The element of hate towards the Christian community is accelerating. Okay? So when that continues to grow and continues to evolve and to strengthen power more and more and more, you're going to have to be set in your way, solidly, totally devoted to God, or you ain't going to be able to hang on. Now, if you're hung up somewhere between world zone and self zone or anywhere in there, you're going to have a real problem when this stuff starts really, when the debris starts flying around, okay? What do they say in that big F5? Folks, you got to get below ground. There's no other place you can possibly, the weather warners, remember? You hear it? You ever hear it? You got to get below the ground. You're not going to survive any other way. Well, of course, ours isn't below the ground. Ours is above things, right? Amen. We got to get above. Above 
referring to that that protection of God, at least that ability to remain steadfast. I could come in here this morning preaching you that life's all well and good, nothing's ever going to happen, this is all going to be over with and done, and we're going to keep on prospering, and we're going to keep on chasing our dreams, and we're going to keep on doing this and doing that. Message the truth, and I'm hearing this other places. Brother Sandra, I don't know if he shared the, the minister that's, that's been having these dreams. It's awesome. Kind of goes along with what I'm talking about this morning. I'll let him tell you about that. He forwarded that to me, and I'm not going to steal the thunder, so to speak. That may be a real good point here before long. The unravelings of the final generation, I believe, are at hand. And we very well may be part of that. We may be it. But where we're living yet, if we're going to talk about the destination that we're hoping for mm. and that we've learned about, then we Amen. need to start with where we're at. Amen. Don't be far-fetching it yonder ahead when you got everything going on in your life and you kind of care less at all about this God zone. You're just going to run through this corridor of a joy in life and living like you want to live it, doing what you want to do, acting like you want to act. Romans 12, 2, what does it say? Be not conformed to this world. We could kind of turn that a little bit, and I'm not changing the word. Please understand. How about don't let the world conform you? That's right. If the church is not conformed to the world, then why are we seeing it looking like the world, acting like the world, and doing like the world? Tough. Tough statement. Because conforming to the world is a death sentence. Finishing that first, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that acceptable and perfect. Oh my goodness. Perfect. Good, glorious, I'm adding two here. Will of God. Perfecting. Preparing yourself. Readying yourself, yeah, for a place that's not here yet, but you're going to have to get through this one before you get there, okay? And the only way we can effectively or successfully do that is to get in the God zone and stay in the God zone. I'm talking about in His Word. I'm talking about in prayer. I'm talking about in consistent meditation. You, you, there you, you sound like a fanatic again. I already used that word last week. Absolutely. I'd rather be a fanatic for God than uh, wake up with flames of hell all around me. Come on, okay? yeah. And my purpose here is to direct you, lead you, lead you to the perfecting. Remember the perfecting, the equipping, furnishing of the saints to get to the place. First of all, realize where you're at, and you need to do that this morning. We're running out of time. Not on that clock, but we're running out of time. Come on. When this thing's old, folks, you're not going to have... 45 minutes or a day or whatever, oh, okay, wait a minute, the bell rung, now I'm going to get ready. No, you're not going to get ready. Come on. There's no way you can get ready. The time to get ready is now. The time to perfect and be furnished and equipped is now. To get into the realm of the zone that God, with his ability and his supernatural power and, and everything that he is, everything contained in this work can become yours. 
to sustain you. Speaking of Paul, he had to stay ready all the time. He had enemies everywhere. It's growing. It's ramping up. Look around, young people here today. Got families. Thank God for you. Older folks. Scripture in the Bible says, "Well, we've been, you know, we've been hearing this for so long. Yeah, really. It's been preached so long, kind of lost its ability to really cause anyone to even want to begin to try to understand it." This thing's going to close up one of these days. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. And if we take a good, honest look at ourselves and give ourselves a good, honest answer, it's real easy. It's not a hard, difficult response. What does that mean? Amen. I'm living like hell, but I'm going to heaven. Not hardly. Who was that said earlier? I caught it. I think it was in Sunday school. Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. Mentioned something about this. This more and more. Am I right? This constant. This attack. This everything going on that possibly can to try to draw you away and cause you problems and and just want. Just make you want to just quit. Can't quit. Can't quit. God's own. I never really heard that before. Actually, got this morning. I, you know, hit the little button on the little machine and said God's own. <laughs> Popped up a book. I'd never heard of the book. I didn't read anything on it. other than the subtitle about spiritual preparation. Preparing spiritually. Getting ready. Getting furnished. Getting equipped. There's only one zone to be in. And that's the God zone. the place where your life is about him I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to warn again folks if you're not that way you're going to wash out you're not going to be able to stay hooked you know the hanging on the wind's blowing I'll grab a hold of this thing here it'll hold me down well then it blows that away and then you've lost your hope it's more serious than I can possibly even have the ability to describe to you this morning I wish I had words that literally ripped down into souls that could get somebody to change and make a decision to do what the Lord's directing us to do this morning. The only place to be is in the God zone. This other won't work. It's not going to get you anywhere but other than losing out with the ultimate glory that God wants us to have when this thing's over with.
We're going to lie down here and uh, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand. here have been around here quite a while and I don't think that really anybody can say that you have not been taught you have not received you have not been given the truth of the word and and really basically everything lies within the covers of this book Amen. as our attempts to prepare you or offer to you the opportunity to get prepared so it is this morning I know it's easy this fly through life thing and once you're out of church, hey, we're back into the world again. Let's go have a blast. Church is drab, you know. It's not exciting. Mine is. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Not drab, but it's exciting. It's a dangerous thing to not prepare until the storm moves. Right, right. You can prepare now. There's the cross. There's the message. Not hard, it's not difficult. It was hard for Christ, but it's not hard and difficult to understand. That's the entrance door. You got to accept the work of the cross. You got to accept the sacrifice of Christ, blood that he shed, the life that he gave. Amen. You'll never enter the God zone until you go through this one first. Amen. And when you go through that, and you receive the resurrection power of a new life, you're old and gone. The Bible tells us, matter of fact, take off the old man, put on the new man of Christ. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the Lord. Have a life in him. Receive the goodness that He is. Prepare yourself. Equip. Be furnished. Amen. With the goodness of God, because it's the whole only thing that's going to anchor you and hold you and keep you secure in the raging of the storm. And it's coming. It's coming. Would you bow this morning? The music plays. Going to ask a question this morning. Always these altars are open. People here in the church that pray with you, guide you through. You might say, I don't know one thing about prayer. It's merely talking to God from your heart. Preparation day is today. Emergency mode. not a warning, it's an emergency. Your soul is not prepared. You're in emergency mode. I offer you this morning a secure place in God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's your decision. I simply offer and invite you into the kingdom the power and the glory of a 
Holy Savior, risen Savior. Is anyone this morning and you want to make a decision? Come to that place today. Come to the foot of the cross. Come to the knowledge and recognition and saving grace of Jesus Christ who's able to cover all sins ever. I'm going to linger here for just a few moments. You want to come pray? These altars are open. Pray for somebody else. I think I could ask you to raise your hands out here if you had lost loved ones and every hand in the house would be up. Am I right? Be praying for them. Folks, we're in emergency mode. The, the sirens are sounding. Listen to them. Those long blasts, if you'll just listen, they're sounding spiritually. Heavenly Father, today we come because we can come before you through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, through the work of the cross, through the sacrifice that you became, Lord. We can approach your throne boldly, as your word tells us. Find help, find grace. Time of need, Lord, we need your help and we need your grace. Oh God, there be a one in this house today, Lord, that needs you, Lord God, that needs to make that decision to turn to you, God, to turn loose of that that binding, that tether, Lord, that's got them held back, God, Father, to receive you this morning. I pray, God, give them what they need to do, sir. Lord, help us all to further, God, to improve, Lord, to seek you, God, in all things. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone this morning? This aisle is open. I'm here. You can do it today or you can put it off to whenever. You can try to put it off to the winds howling and things are flying everywhere and you can't do nothing but try to hang on. And I'm going to tell you, you won't. You will not hang on in that ultimate moment. There's no way. Unless you go with God. It's a decision. God or not. Getting ready to dismiss. Please, if, if, you, if you're sensing something in your heart this morning, that you need to do something. You might not know what it is, but you know you need to make a step. You need to respond. I'm asking you this morning to do that. I'm right here. I will help you. I will be here to guide you through. If not, I'm going to close. There's a prayer. We're going to dismiss. Prepare you the way. Are you listening? Prepare you the way of the Lord. It's now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for this word. We honor you this morning. We know you're our safety and our security. We know you are our stronghold, our refuge, our shelter. But God, Father, we got to be in the place with you, Lord to enjoy and to have any of that. I pray for the ones, God, that maybe did not make that decision this morning. I ask you, God, to deal with them. I ask that they dwell upon their minds, Lord God, what's been preached this morning. And that, Lord, it brings them to a decision in their life, God, to accept you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you this morning.
the altar. Thank you, Lord. God bless all of you. Have a great day. Appreciate you. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed. Amen.